Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. All you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. If you missed any of the show, you can check out the podcast on the ESPN app. And if you were listening, you know that last segment, Joe pressured me into coming up with some sort of insane take. Because I was telling a story about how I whiffed on a take that I wanted to give on an ESPN radio show many a moons ago, and I got cold feet, and I didn't give it, even though I wholeheartedly believed it, and I wanted the Dolphins to take Tua Tungavaloa and Jalen Hurts in the same draft in the first round and end of first round or beginning of second round, respectively. I got too nervous. I did not give my hot take. Joe thinks it's a missed opportunity. He has pressured me. He has challenged me to come up with a hot take. Huge missed opportunity, but you know what? You work with me now, and you have an opportunity to get one back. So this is the floor for you. The red carpet is being rolled out. We want a ridiculous take. You were given about five minutes. That should be enough, uh, based on industry standard, to come up with a (laughs) well-rounded opinion on something. So I'm going to back out of the way, and then uh, you'll hear from me momentarily as I get an opportunity to uh, process and digest whatever's coming my way. All right, do we have like a run? uh, Oh, there we go. Delightful. (laughs) he's like firing it up again all right i'll get to i'll get to it my feet are still cold though guys my hot take my ridiculous take on the day that tom brady well the second day that tom brady officially once again announces his retirement and it seems official my hot take joe is that tom brady is not the greatest to ever do it what that's my take not the greatest now ride with me here right Here's the logic behind it. I got to ask one question. I got to ask one question. Is the, the, I'm not being set up for like when you say greatest to ever do it and it turns out like it's some other criteria than playing football, right? When you say greatest to ever do it, you're saying he's not the greatest to ever play football. He's not the greatest to ever play football. What else okay. are we going to be talking about? <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm not seeing set. I want it to be a legit hot take. I don't want it to be a Penn and Teller take where you pull some sleight of hand on me here. No, Tom seems great in a lot of categories. He's not the okay. greatest quarterback to ever play the game because, and here's the logic behind <sighs> that and why I can make this ridiculous argument. It took him 23 seasons, 23 seasons. You mentioned it earlier. He has spent over half of his life actually now at this point in the NFL. The longevity of it is, yes, the best to ever do it from a longevity perspective. We may never see another 23-year career like this at that position. If we did, then maybe we'd get seven Super Bowls out of it. But it took, again, all those years in order to get them, at least 21 of those years in order to get those seven Super Bowls, where we've seen people have remarkable and impactful careers in yet shorter periods of time. So although Tom is benefited right now from us looking back on the entire body of work that spans multiple decades, you do have to look at some of the greatest and just 
boil it down to the years that they did play. Like Joe Montana with a 4-0 record in Super Bowls, right? Yes, he didn't go on to win seven. He also wasn't at the height of his game for 23 seasons. If he was, maybe a very different conversation surrounding Joe Montana. Even Drew Brees set the records for career passing yards and touchdowns. Brady surpassed those, but again, Drew Brees, shorter career fell off much quicker. So one could argue that it's actually more impressive what these other guys, the Peyton Mannings of the world, even the Aaron Rodgers of the world, well, he's still playing, so I'll take him out of this conversation, but the Peytons of the world who ended up winning a Super Bowl with practically a broken neck, what they did in a shorter period of time when their bodies were deteriorating on them, unlike Tom Brady, who seems to be a cyborg out there. So to be clear, winning one Super Bowl every three years is not an, is not enough for the girl who roots for a football team that wasn't hasn't won a singular playoff game since the year two thousand. Is that that's what I'm hearing? I don't really know why you had to take shots at the Dolphins uh, in the midst of this. Uh, that just was for just, context, young lady. That just, for that, context just seemed, here. that just seemed outside the he boundaries. He wins a Super of Bowl every three years over the course of 21 years. You haven't won a playoff game since 2000, which is technically a previous millennium. And you're here well, knocking all, that down. I do admire why, the take, though. It's I do also admire why, if you want to bring up the Dolphins, it's also why he was able to win all those Super Bowls. At least six of the seven. He impressed me with the Tampa Super Bowl. But let's not pretend like he wasn't benefiting from being in the easiest division in football. That man had to buy every single playoffs, right? And then he's playing trash competitions all regular season, so he's very well rested by the time he gets to the AFC Championship game every year. That is all part of Tom Brady's story. If he didn't play in the AFC East, if he wasn't playing the Jets and the Dolphins multiple times every season, it would have looked like a very different career. If I didn't know any better, I'd say that you're actually starting to believe this steaming pile <laughs> of horse crap. You're like, all, like look at the lawyer here. Oh, yeah, OJ, I believe you. Don't worry, I can defend you. All of these so facts sound is, accurate. There is one person who agrees with me. What? Like Francesa. He was oh. on first take today. Listen to Francesa about Brady. He's not the best regular season quarterback I've ever seen. Peyton Manning was. What? He's not the best Super Bowl quarterback who ever lived. Joe Montana is. What he is, though, mm. is the guy who played the longest and he won the most games. He won the most Super Bowls. So he will be remembered because nobody's going to play 23 years and nobody's probably ever going to have a chance to win that many Super Bowls. It's almost impossible to do. He was in the right place with the right coach and he was that competitive. Francesca agrees with me, Joe. And I even forgot about how trashy the Buffalo Bills were. The Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. That's the division that man was in for 20 years. I mean, we can basically erase 20 years of Tom Brady's career. It's really not that impressive now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm starting to get there, too. This is uh, really swaying me. I'll give him uh, the mean, one ba- in Tampa, though. I'll give him Based on this logic, do we know any rookie football players that won a Super Bowl their first year and then just left the league? Because those guys <laughs> are probably the greatest of all time if they showed up once, won, and left. And it doesn't need to be a quarterback. Hell, it could be a backup punter or a holder. That guy goes one for one absolutely should be in the conversation for the greatest ever. He, all he did was win championships every year he was in the league. You did say Peyton that Manning about... was the best regular season quarterback. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to necessarily say Peyton Manning wasn't the best regular season quarterback. I will say this. Who cares? Who cares who the greatest regular season quarterback is of all time? That's like saying, who's your favorite dentist? 
I don't know and I don't care. I just need someone to clean my teeth twice a year so I can move on with my life. I do not care who the greatest regular season anything is. There are no awards for the regular season. Outside the stupid individual awards we give out, which should include the postseason, by the way. MVP, Coach of the Year, should include the postseason. You did say that if Brock Purdy had won a Super Bowl this year, you said that he should just retire after that one year and yes. he'd be oh, the yeah. greatest to ever do it. Just come in his rookie season, one for one, done. He Financially, would be perfect, not perfect the greatest record. of decisions, but, you know. Uh, that seems like, yes, it's very <laughs> ill-advised in terms of the financials. Joe and Amber <laughs> is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so that you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or at one 800 Progressive. Coming up next, how big of an advantage will the Eagles have in the trenches on Super Bowl Sunday? We will get into it. This is ESPN Radio. Get out of my mentions. I already know it's coming. You can also <laughs> listen to it on the ESPN app. I was kidding. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson. One of our favorite things to do on this show is try to earn you a little extra cash, loose change. Maybe you can buy some pizza with it. Let's go. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right. First one of the evening is off and running. We have over six and a half goals in the Sabres Carolina Hurricanes game. We've got four goals in the first period. So let's keep it cooking. Pizza money number two tonight. The Atlanta Hawks over the Phoenix Suns. I believe this game tips around 10 p.m. Eastern. So you've got plenty of time. The Hawks are getting one and a half points. I believe this is a good buy low spot for Atlanta. They've dropped four of five, but look at the last two losses. The Clippers and Blazers combined to shoot 48% from deep. That's not how Phoenix plays. They can knock down threes, but they don't shoot a lot of threes. They're around league average in attempts per game. Atlanta, by the way, it was also without Trey Young in that matchup against Portland. He is expected back tonight. Now, Phoenix, on the other hand, has won six of seven. 
and I think that has this price inflated. Look at those wins, however. The Spurs, the Hornets, the Pacers, the Raptors, all below 500. Pizza money number two, Hawks, plus one and a half over the Suns. These are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities we got right in front of us in our hands. So what are you going to do? Dies for the far front pylon. Touchdown! He's going to score! Jalen Hurts! If we control the things we can, we damn good. Sheds a tackle up the right sideline, 10! Four about those three! Pack your bags. We're going to the Super Bowl. We are, and we cannot wait. The Super Bowl ain't so far away. We'll get through the Pro Bowl first, then next week. And we are at Super Bowl Sunday before we knew it, Joe. It is your Philadelphia Eagles against James Steele's Kansas City Chiefs. And what does that mean? It means we're going to get the matchup between that Kansas City D-line and that Philadelphia O-line. And that is going to be one of the big matchups to watch in this game The O-line for the Eagles, of course, has been ranked as the best O-line all season long, just about in every publication and by every single metric. Brandon Graham, he is the Eagles' defensive end. He was on Canty and Carlin talking about the physicality of going up against that O-line in practice. Man, them boys right there, they got some highlights, boy. I would say, (laughs) man, I would... I would be on. I would be trying to get after Jason Kelsey, boy, because he put some people on their butt this mm. year. And man, <laughs> you know they have been a physical group, and it's cool because we've been sharpening each other. We know each other. We know each other's little weaknesses from going against each other every day. So it's always fun. It's always like a chess match when you're in uh, practice with the guys because you know a little bit of it is they're going to get their they work done, but you know that they ain't going fully on what they're going to go on Sunday. But, man, I know that uh, them boys is heavy, uh, especially Landon and, and uh, Jordan on that side, boy. So I'll be feeling for them deep tackles. They got to go with Landon and Kelsey and Landon together. Yeah, Landon Jordan and Lane Johnson. That Eagles O-line is no joke, Joe. And we know that. I mean, against the San Francisco 49ers, they allowed just five pressures, zero quarterback hits, and 27 dropbacks by Jalen Hurts. It's one of the reasons that people have a hard time giving Jalen his due, right? Because the idea is, well, anybody could play behind that O-line. I mean, Lane Johnson isn't even 100%. I think it's like a torn groin a doctor, something in that general vicinity, which sounds extraordinarily painful. And he pretty much completely shut down Joe, Nick Bosa, one of the absolute best pass rushers in the NFL. Nick Bosa's probably going to win defensive player of the year. And Lane Johnson, not even close to 100%, turned him into an afterthought in that game. He wasn't that much of an impact player. He was involved in some stuff, but not what they needed to win, not what they needed to shut down the Philadelphia offense. This was the conversation Orlovsky was having heading into the NFC Championship. He said he couldn't wait to see the battle in the trenches. And now here we go again. After Philadelphia went against one of the toughest defensive lines in football, here they go again getting a shot at a team like Kansas City, which, while good, would you say they're on par with San Francisco? I would say if you're Philadelphia, you probably feel not like you can take it easy, but not that you're exactly going to face what you just faced last week. Uh, well, I wouldn't have said before the Bengals game that they're on par with San Francisco. Now, everything went wrong for the Niners in that game. No, the the names on the Niners are more impressive overall than they are in Kansas City in terms of that D-line. But that D-line for Kansas City against the Bengals in that AFC Championship, I mean, you're talking – about the Chiefs generated 23 pressures 
11 hurry, hurries in that game, five sacks in that game. They have that, obviously, Chris Jones, an all-pro D tackle. So I do think that that Kansas City D-line maybe doesn't get the credit. The 49ers one gets a lot more attention. I'm not sure that the Kansas City one gets as much credit as it should. They were a huge factor in that game against Cincinnati. They're going to be, this matchup is going to be a huge factor, I would imagine, in the Super Bowl. Some of that, and this feels like me sliding Kansas City, and I I don't want to do it, but I do have to say that Kansas City's O-line was really banged up going into that game. So you should, if you're Kansas City, take advantage of that. But that does not discount what you just said, that that's a very legitimate unit. And then on the other side, Creed Humphrey and the Kansas What's that? I think you said Kansas City. Cincinnati's O-line was very Cincinnati's O-line very banged up, yes. You're right. They were very banged up. Thank you for bailing me out there. Um, And then on the other side, you're looking at a Kansas City offensive line led by Creed Humphrey and those dudes going up against Philly's pass rush. Led the NFL in sacks this year. Led the NFL in pressure rate. That's what's going to be an interesting angle here. Patrick Mahomes on a somewhat hobbled ankle, should be better by then, with a depleted wide receiving unit because a lot of guys are banged up, trying to find a way to buy enough time to get the ball out of his hands and down the field against the number one pass defense with the number one pressure front four coming at him Every single play. Andy Reid's got two weeks to get ready. Andy Reid with extra prep time has shown throughout his career he's one of the absolute best in the business. That is going to be the chess match worth watching early. Is Kansas City going to run the ball more often? Is it going to be more dink and dunk? That is going to be a fascinating angle because I don't think Pat's going to be able to just sit back there and throw it 25 yards down the field. Philly's going to be teeing off on him if he tries to get away with that. No, and they know. You know, they have time to prepare for the bum ankle. We all know what it looks like now, and we did see it with our own eyes, that it does, in fact, actually bother him. Now, will it be better in two weeks? I don't know. You would imagine that he's still not going to be 100%, even with two weeks off. And so it's definitely going to be interesting. Those matchups are, of course, key matchups in this Super Bowl. There's another key matchup in this Super Bowl. It is the Battle of the Kelseys. Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, their brothers, they're playing against each other in this Super Bowl. They also have a podcast together and very proud parents, I would imagine, by the way. Like the Kelsey, like Mama Kelsey, Papa Kelsey. I mean, could you be more proud if you were them? Like, how good would it be? Do you have two sons? No, you have a son and a daughter. I have two sons, six and four. You have two sons. Look at that. I feel like I should know this. Uh, we're we're being co-hosts for a month now. I, I certainly well, feel I'm like aware I that you have one son. My... Maybe one day you'll take an interest in me as well. <laughs> I, I knew you had one. The other one seems forgettable so far. So you have two sons. So there you go. How cool would it be one day if your sons were playing in the same Super Bowl? How Maybe. Proud would you be? Maybe I'm just like a nerd parent now. I, I would really like to hear more from the parents uh, over the course of the week. I really would. Tell, take us through their childhood. I don't necessarily need to hear, um, you know, how they were as football players. I'd like to hear just how you raised them, what they were like, like how did you ate? discipline them? What's that? <laughs> like what they ate? Yeah, what did like, you, yeah, how did like, you train uh, you know, them? Did how they watch a lot of TV? Did they have to run around the house? <laughs> did they do karate? Did they fight each other? Did you get involved if they were fighting each other? Did you let, let it go until someone cried and they had to try to conflict resolute on their own? I would love to hear exactly how the parents handled them. I mean, I think there's a lot of parents out there that are looking at this saying, all right, you have two sons. They're playing each other in the Super Bowl. You probably did a couple things right. So lay it on us. Lay it on us. I'm open for advice. <laughs> you want the Kelsey. So you're more interested in Mrs. and Mr. Kelsey's playbook yes. than you yeah, are. I don't care in about the, the football playbook. players. I couldn't care less. Yeah, I couldn't care less about Travis and Jason. What have they done for anybody? 
Right. Uh, yeah, well, listen, it, I'm sure that they owe it all to their parents, maybe a little bit to genetics as well, because those seem like some serious genetics running there through that Kelsey bloodline. But this is such a cool story to have brothers in the Super Bowl playing against each other. The Kelsey Bowl coming up next here on Joe and Amber. How big of an advantage are the Eagles going to have in the trenches on Super Bowl Sunday? Joe and Amber, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sing it, Joe. I know you know it. Sing Britney. I honestly don't know the lyrics, but that doesn't mean I don't like the song. No, I do know the song. I don't. I, I'm such a nerd. I grew up. I've always listened to sports talk radio, sports podcasts. I don't listen to a lot of music. So, like, I can't tell you the names of a lot of songs, but I'll, like, know the song if you play it. I know that song. You know that song. Because that song was, like, the Britney Spears' big smash hit when she was a teenager. Was that, like, her best, her most popular song? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it was the song that jump-started her career, so probably overall. All right. I don't know. I mean, it's one of my Well, hold on. You just said yes, and then you said you don't know. Well, I, I don't. Is there another one of her songs that maybe... I also am not a big music person, so is there... Oh, here we go. Well, because we're sports radio nerds, so I also am listening to sports radio every chance I get. But is there another one of Britney Spears' songs that did better on the Billboard charts? See, this is my favorite of them. Yeah, Toxic is great. Yeah, that's a great one. Very catchy. legit good song. All right, let's not go off the deep end with this, please. Oh, okay, so you don't want to talk Britney Spears? Fine, let's do Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. There we go. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? So for this segment, we invite in our producer, James Steele. Hello, James. Hi, guys. How you doing? How do you feel about Britney? Good. Thanks um, for asking. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, I don't I don't I don't really have <laughs> an opinion on Britney. It's not really my thing. I think you guys are probably uh, shocked to learn. Not, it's a dynamite drop-in right there. Not really a big uh, Britney fan. She's fine. Really? I don't have anything against to, her, but I don't I went to a Britney Spears concert once. I went to a Britney Spears Madonna concert. New rule on this dance. show. New rule on this show. If you're indifferent, make something up. Pick a side, uh, make something yeah, up, keep the train moving. No more of this. I, I don't know. Opinion, Not sure. Opinion about Britney Spears. Give it to us. Yeah. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Her right, music just, isn't good. I don't know. Was, you could say something like Christina Aguilera was better. There you go. It's like there the Brady Man. Oh, See, that's, that's how you do oh, it, yes, Steele. Right. Yes, bring back a good solid God. like 2000 argument. Let's go. 
Do I need to come up with takes for everybody tonight? Yeah, you might have to. Christina just, Aguilar just was me. better. I'll read I mean, them she's off got the way right better voice. <laughs> I mean, just so much better, her voice. All right, right, let's go. What do you got? Big deal, not a big deal. So uh, Tom Brady spent his free time helping a great cause during his final NFL season. Uh, His teammate Logan Ryan's wife just revealed the quarterback and his kids regularly volunteered at a local animal shelter. Big deal or not a big deal, Tom Brady volunteering at an animal shelter. Uh, Huge deal. Big deal. As big as it gets, Joe. Uh, This is a big deal because he took time to do something nice for his community during the NFL season. He got his kids involved in doing it and a a very selfless act. Uh, I am one who very much supports animal shelters. I have adopted dogs over the year. Adopt, don't shop. That's my advice. I feel like Tom Brady would agree. I love it. I love the fact that he didn't post it all over social media all season long to get credit for it. He just went and did it because he cared about it. My family is huge with the uh, Nevada SPCA. My wife plays a big role volunteering down there. Both of our dogs are rescues. Our cat is a rescue. She claims I'm a rescue. I don't necessarily find that to be funny, but that's one of her party jokes that she's been using for the better part of a decade. So who am I to get in the way of it? But yes, Brady, you just went up a notch in my book. That puts you at notch one. All right, up next, uh, Brianna Stewart, two-time WNBA uh, champion, two-time WNBA Finals MVP, one-time WNBA MVP, signed with the New York Liberty today. Uh, big deal or not a big deal? Joe? I would say this is a big deal because Candace Parker, if I'm not mistaken, just signed with the Las Vegas Aces right here in my backyard. And now you've got Stewart heading to New York. And if you look at the odds for the upcoming WNBA season, it's these two teams right at the top, neck and neck. And then everyone else isn't closer than like eight to one. So you have a plus 120, which is essentially a $100 bet returns 120 in profit. And then you have like a plus 140, which is a $100 bet that returns 140 in profit. And then the next best team's like 8 to 1, which is a $100 bet returning 800 in profit. So this is a big deal. It looks like we have two power teams in the WNBA this season. Of course, Joe took the betting angle. I do think that this is a big deal, but I think it's a big deal for another reason. Because this in the WNBA is what we always expect to happen in the NBA with the New York Knicks. And it basically never pans out. But in the WNBA, it actually works. Where the free agent on day one, this today marked the first day of NBA or WNBA free agents where they can officially sign with their new teams. Right away, she makes her decision. She tells you that she's going to the number one market in the country. And she says that's why. She says, I want to go to the place where I can continue to help this league become better and continue to raise the standard. So she said, why not go to the biggest market in all of sports? And I'm really excited to go there after their first championship. So she very much wanted to go to market number one. It's what everyone always says about the Knicks guys, where they're like, oh, everyone's going to want to play in market one. Not so true when it comes to the New York Knicks, but here it is true with the New York Liberty. All right, now on to like some music that I actually listen to. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne oh, on wow. social media announced yesterday that his touring days were over. Quote, this is probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to share with my loyal fans. As you all may know, for years, four years ago this month, I had a major accident where I damaged my spine. My one and only purpose during this time has been to get back on stage. Uh, never would have imagined that my touring days would have ended this way. And uh, so no more touring for Ozzy Osbourne. Big deal or not a big deal, Amber? I mean, this is not a big deal at all. He's oh, 74 easy. years old. He's no. 74 years old. He's like a cat with the nine lives. 
Ozzy Osbourne, who's like snorting ants off the sidewalk. I mean, it's Ozzy Osbourne we're talking. He has defied death like 35 times in his life, including that accident that he discussed from four years ago. He says his singing voice is fine. I got news for you. Nobody's singing voice is fine at 74 years old. So I don't believe a word of that. But he says that his health, he can't do the touring. Of course you can't, Ozzy. You shouldn't have been able to do it 30 years ago. I don't even know how we're having this conversation. Ozzy, go rest, buddy. You had a heck of a career. What was the name of the reality show on MTV? Was it just the Osbournes? Yes. Yeah, it was the Osbournes, okay. yeah. Okay, so they didn't do anything creative. They just went ahead with the name. Got it. All right, so the Osbournes. Good show, though. So that was like 20 years ago. At least, And he yeah. sounded awful on there. He sounded like, you know, he was a little... Uh, fried, I mean, might be the word. That's probably and I got to be I honest, I, I, I cannot believe some of these guys are able to live the life that they live and they're able to just make it this long. Like, look That's at Mick crazy. Jagger. I don't think Mick Jagger's been the pillar of health through his entire life. If you grew up as a rock and roll icon in the 60s, I'd like to believe you probably made some questionable health decisions. And yet, there he is, shaking his hips on stage, doing worldwide tours every single year. I would love to know what the plan is. I know that their plan involves lots and lots of money and medical care someone like me would never get, but shout out to Ozzy. Like, the fact oh, that you are still going. Only I mean, that's the upset on, of right? all upsets. That's bigger than the Giants upsetting the Patriots. It really is. It's remarkable. And it, and it looks like he's, they're still going to play shows, but it's just going to be in, like, a single location. So he's still going to do it. He just can't okay. tour anymore. I mean, it's unbelievable. James, you signing up for that? I, I mean, and th- those tickets will probably be... Uh, an insane price. Yeah, I have so. no really? interest Probably in seeing not. any yeah. of the music acts that I like. I have no interest I, in seeing I, them like 50 years later. I looked I, I, I looked at Metallica tickets for this, this summer and oh my God. They are still awesome. When I was living in San Francisco, uh, most of the city calls them their house band. They play quite a bit up there with outside lands and some other things. Uh, Metallica is awesome in person. They are yeah. not slowing down at all. Yeah, I, I, I went and saw them a couple years ago. They're touring with like kind of Pantera too, so I kind of wanted to see that, but Whatever. All right. Uh, so uh, uh, the Cowboys fired Kellen uh, Moore. Uh, Mike McCarthy is going to take over play calling duties. Jerry Jones said this about it. This is the logical step to build on it and use what uh, we've established, or if you will, the foundation of the wins we've got. This is a time for us to build on it, and that's what this is. This is a building step. Offensively, will it? Will you keep the same offense, or will you go back to what Mike used to run in Green Bay? Uh, it will be, I'm sure, with added nuances of the times, but more importantly, the personnel. But it will uh, be, uh, 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 in principle, uh, the way he operated in Green Bay, which I'm sure he'll tell you evolved. So big deal or not a big deal, Mike McCarthy taking over play calling duties for the Cowboys. Huge deal. It's, it's a huge deal. I, I am fascinated. by First of all, the fact that that guy cut off Jerry before he was done with his answer and wasn't immediately taken out back, shocking to me. Like, I just assume no one ever <laughs> stepped on Jerry when Jerry was talking. No one. So to that guy, kudos. You're now my idol. Uh, number two, so let's see if we got this right. Mike McCarthy, who struggles with basic decisions regarding when to call a timeout, when to go for it on fourth down, your, your standard run-of-the-mill game management stuff that any 10-year-old who plays Madden understands. The guy who struggles with this, the solution to that problem is to put more on his plate. And the Cowboys think that that will solve their issues. Good luck. Amber, I got nothing else to say. Well, maybe he doesn't think it'll solve the issues. Maybe he thinks that, I guess, it'll be the nail in the coffin if he needs to get rid of McCarthy and maybe not feel bad about it. Jerry Jones, (laughs) 
is very loyal. I mean, we act like he's this rule, this owner that rules with an iron fist. And frankly, he's not at all. I mean, he stuck with Garrett for like years longer than anybody would have. And it feels like he's doing the same thing with McCarthy. Now, I do think McCarthy gets a lot more criticism than maybe he deserves, considering how good the Cowboys always are with him in the regular season. But there won't be that buffer anymore. There's no Kellen Moore took the fall for that postseason for the Dallas Cowboys. There's no buffer now if it's all on McCarthy and it doesn't go well next season and they don't live up to expectations. Then I guess Jerry may finally may finally make a decision there. All right, one more real quick. OBJ uh, doesn't look like he's lost a single step after two ACL tears. The star NFL free agent released a new workout video on Monday and on Twitter said, quote, I swear I'm loading uh, nowhere near where I want to be, but exactly where I need to be. Uh, big deal or not a big deal. OBJ looking good in his workout videos. I mean, I guess it's a big deal. He's 30 years old, uh, so certainly younger than I think many many of us realize because of the career he's already had. Two ACL tears. I mean, that's hard to ever be the same after. It's good that he looks good in a workout video. There's only so much you're ever going to learn from a football player posting a workout video. He's not going to post one where he doesn't look good, Joe. I know that. So, I mean, I I don't put much stock in this. I'm glad that he can run again. He looked fast out there in the workout video. Again, it's a workout video. What happens when he's actually juking on a field and having to run routes? Yeah, agreed. Not a big deal. I hope he comes back. The league's fun with him in it, and I know that he's battled a ton of injuries and he's worked really hard to get back, but this is not a big deal. This is noteworthy. You make a little note about it, and you come back to it a few months down the road. Coming up next on Joe and Amber, Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenball with you. Your turn to weigh in. This is the time of the show where we invite you to call in, bring us your hottest takes, talk to us about Tom Brady, Answer, we'll answer your love life questions, really anything that you want to throw our way. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up next, we're going to play some caller roulette. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Joe and Amber, we're coming down the stretch here. Joe Fortenbaugh, Amber Wilson. We're about to play some caller roulette. That is where we invite you to join the conversation. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But first, Joe's got a final pizza money for you. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Five and one over the last two nights. We gave out the Hawks plus one and a half earlier. That starts at around 10 p.m. Eastern tonight. We gave out the over in the Sabres Hurricanes. That's 3-1 in the second period. Final one, we're going back to that Hawks-Suns game. Mikhail Bridges over three and a half assists for the game. Little player prop action. He's averaging 3.6 assists per game on the season. But with CP3 back in the lineup, he's gone over this number in four of his last five games. Keep in mind, Atlanta, from a defensive perspective, giving up top 10 in terms of assists per games this season. So it's a good matchup. It's a good recent trend. It's a good floor mate with Chris Paul. We got Mikhail Bridges going over three and a half assists. Final pizza money of the night. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play Call a Roulette with Joe and Amber. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Triple H, say ESPN. That's the number. That's how you find us. Let's spin the wheel. (laughs) 
Jared. Jared is in Arizona. Jared, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Yeah, I just wanted to comment on your Tom Brady narrative you were talking about earlier. I totally agree how uh, he played in, like, the worst division in all of football for 20 years, and so that just padded his stats as the greatest. And I've never been really a Tom Brady fan, and I think that it's time he looked in the mirror and moved on because <laughs> there's so many other better quarterbacks. Well, I don't know. I don't know about looking in the mirror. I feel like if he looks in the mirror, all that happens, Joe, is he seems sees a very um, like chiseled and rich man staring back. Yeah, it just reaffirms everything he's doing is right. It's like, yeah, I know this yeah. guy. This guy's it's awesome. Like, this is pretty awesome when I look at myself in the mirror. However, I actually started to believe my own smoke when I was giving the Tom Brady take, as it's true. He did benefit from a trash division for 20 years. He made it a trash division. See, that's no, the thing. No, he this- did not. That is not true. I will not let you say that. The Dolphins and the Jets and the Bills being the Dolphins and the Jets and the Bills is what made it a trash division. Not he at all Tom Brady. broke them. The Patriots broke those teams. The Jets no, tried for a little themselves. bit. What organizations are we talking about? Cole? I'm just saying there was a trash division that he was in this year and his team didn't do that great. Like he dominated a, if that was a trash division, you know, they certainly weren't that impressive, but he had no problem laying the wood to them. They broke those organizations. The Patriots did. Uh, they did. But again, easy street on their way to the postseason every single year. Let's spin the wheel. Ken, Ken is in Montana. Ken, what do you have for us? Hey there. What do we have? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I think, threw the season. He threw this game, these those games this season. He was, if you look back about three, four years when McCarthy got fired, he had a real bad season where he threw short passes, missed targets, threw a few interceptions. They lost a lot of games. McCarthy got fired. So he did the same thing this year to get himself fired. Really? So he <laughs> is suggesting that Aaron Rodgers wants out and so he threw the season so that Green Bay would want to trade him. Here's the weird thing, though, because I could buy into that if, you know, he didn't just sign a new contract a year ago. Like, why sign the deal and then decide that you're going to try to ruin Green Bay's season so that they want to trade you? I'm wondering if he was just going for the hottest take possible because earlier tonight we had you coming out with the most ridiculous take possible. If that's what people are doing now, kudos to all of you. We appreciate the uh, creativity. Yeah, it's good. I love it. I love these these hot, hot, steaming hot takes. (laughs) Steaming, stinking takes. Maybe that's maybe that's what the segment should be called. Steaming, stinking takes. James, write that down. Martin. Martin is in Arizona. Martin, what's up? Uh, oh, okay, I, uh, I think that uh, it makes sense that uh, the Arizona Cardinals couldn't get Sean Payton uh, for their coach because they need to improve their team on offensive and defensive line first before they get the coach. Even the greatest coach in the world can't fix a team that doesn't have sufficient talent. Well, yeah, I don't think that you're wrong there, Martin. And I do think, Joe, when it's Sean Payton and you have your pick of coaching jobs and you're evaluating the talent on these teams, there's multiple directions that you can go. I don't think Sean Payton goes to Denver if he doesn't think he can get more out of Russell Wilson, for example. He probably doesn't go to Arizona because maybe he feels like there were too many problems there even outside of that quarterback position. 
My God, I completely forgot the Arizona Cardinals needed a quarterback. I had not, I completely forgot. Well, they like, may need a quarterback. Or, yeah, as well, no, 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 coach. Still yeah. their quarterback. Coach, yeah, yeah I coach. completely forgot. Like I knew they got rid of Kingsbury, but they haven't hired anyone yet. What are they? they are they not. even interviewing anybody? Kingsbury's in in Thailand. I've heard nothing about this coaching search. And that's got to speak either, volumes as to what they're up to. It must be that they're not that attractive. But I guess in fairness, like I haven't heard anything about what's happening with like the Colts. Right? I mean, have we been hearing a lot about that? Yeah, they, they, uh, how much time? I mean, apparently, I think that they're still interviewing. I think with Jeff, Jeff Saturday is on like his 12th interview. Yeah, I, that's the only thing I've heard the is the that they continuously interview Jeff Saturday, which I'm like, what's even the purpose of interviewing? Like, if you just want to get a job, just, on there. just keep it moving and just keep him there. But <laughs> it, it is funny. There's There's been a lack of focus around that Arizona Cardinals job. It is open, it is available. It's not going to be Cliff, and it's certainly not going to be. Sean Payton moving forward either coming up next here Tom Brady has retired for real it appears this time I would imagine that Freddie and Fitzsimmons are going to talk about that do they think he's the greatest of all time or do they think he played in a trash division for 20 years this has been the Joe and Amber podcast you can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern plus you can listen on the ESPN app Sirius XM channel 80 or on your smart speaker Joe and Amber, the podcast.